Prophecy Club. I've got two other men in the studio with me today. We're going to be talking about the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade. And, of course, the elephant in the room is, did Sevenfold Miracles show up at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade? Yes. <laughs> You're listening to <laughs> David Phillips, and uh, he is part-time with Prophecy Club, seven or eight years. He's soon to be full-time, soon to be probably the, the voice of the Prophecy Club. And in your opinion, did the Sevenfold Miracles show up at the Sevenfold Miracle Crusade, Brandon Florinari of Abilene? Absolutely. Tell us why you say that. Well, first off, uh, what is a Sevenfold Miracle? Uh, nobody's seen them. We've had angels visit certain people, and the testimony is they have never seen Sevenfold Miracles. So what is it? Well, we don't know, but we did all the steps and through the crusade, we did everything correctly. You received what you needed to receive, Stan. I believe and everybody received the things, but more, more yeah, than they were expecting. Yeah. Well, so I guess to us in the natural, we think, well, sevenfold miracle, my goodness, we ought to be seeing people fly around the room. It's stuff we've never seen before. It's not something that's natural here on this earth. And uh, it turns out that... Uh, the way we did things throughout the the crusade that's not that's not what it was uh it was more people receiving their anointings to walk in exactly walk in what the lord has each and every one of us to do our, well our path. you know i've been saying that this and i still believe this phrase is accurate that this is the start of the greatest miracle revival in american history i believe that this was training, I mean, again, the phrase, I'll read it right off here, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. And I believe that happened. We're about to talk about that. I believe that this was preparation. Now we have some 380 people to call upon to come and help us with all kinds of various jobs that we will need when we're at the sports stadiums. Before, we didn't have that. We only had 22 purple shirts. Those are the people. Exactly. We have 22 purple shirts. How can they wrangle 2,000 people right. or 5,000 or however many it's going to be? So this crusade was about getting the ones that the Lord put, the desire mm -hmm. in their heart. Mm -hmm. You've got to be here. I can't miss Amen. this for anything. My job, money, nothing. Nothing's going to stop me. And they received that anointing to walk in what the Lord has. It goes for the purple shirts as well, and the ministers that were there as well. They received what they needed, uh, just the same as the audience. So, so what he's talking about is there's, we have three different groups here in the studio with me today. I represent the ministers. Brandon represents the purple shirts. Those are the people that are helping everything from the door behind the table, helping the ministers and things like that. And there was 22 of them. 17 of them had walkie-talkies so that they can communicate and keep everything going. And then David Phillips, who were here, actually sat in the audience, was not a purple shirt, was seeing things from the audience point of view. Now, we wanted to pick up from there. Yesterday's broadcast, I talked about how I come up with a specific anointing oil, which I prayed over, and I poured four milliliters, which is a little bottle about the size of, of your finger, your little finger from the second knuckle towards your fingernail. Okay, that's about the size of the bottle, four milliliters. And I poured that on each person's head, laid hands on them, and asked for the anointing to be able to teach 
Bible prophecy and to walk in sevenfold miracles. And we, you, you said that probably ninety-five percent of the room said that they had an immediate, yes. an immediate change. They felt the anointing. And the Bible says that the anointing, like of David and the, and Saul, that Samuel anointed them with, changed them into quote another man. But you had a change. Tell us. In addition to the anointing that we talked about, for me personally, I felt the difference right away. And everybody around me, they knew Mm -hmm. that this anointing was, this was special. This was something that God was doing in their life, not something that was done by man. And actually, the next morning in my prayer time in the morning, uh, I was seeking the Lord and, and just trying to draw close to the Lord. And the Lord confirmed to me himself that this was God's anointing. This yeah. was not my. This was not a man's anointing. Yes, God used Stan, and we also got all of the different ministers put hands on, oh, yeah. laid hands on us. But God confirmed to me the following morning, and I didn't expect it. But this was God's anointing and not man's anointing, and that is just. It is such an amazing change. I think that most people would say the anointing of the oil the ordaining them as prophecy teachers and walking in sevenfold miracles, most people would say that anointing was the highlight of the crusade. And that's saying a lot because you also have people that got baptized for the first time, some of these people. Water dunked. Water, complete water dunk baptism. You have people that got the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, people were getting things in a matter of a couple of days that a lot of people don't get in their whole Correct. lifetimes. Yeah. Or All maybe right. some of these things happen every 10 or 15 years when they're ready for it. But I saw some people that had a complete change in their lives. And I'm talking about people that got delivered of strongholds. Then they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they were baptized and, and anointed. And I mean, I saw... One sister, and she was an absolute different person hmm. from the first day hmm. to the next day. And I, my, one of my jobs was to encourage people, don't stop being hungry, because God is doing so much here. You have to stay hungry and accepting of the next step that God is doing. Some people, they were just, they were just so amazed. That was hard for them to really comprehend. There's still more to come. Awesome. Yeah, well, one thing that I saw was just that the very first night, the, the hunger that people had in their heart for what's to come and to be changed, anointed, however you want to describe it, they came with an expectation to be changed. Changed is a great word, um, but they're something special. They just knew that something special was coming uh, this weekend. And I, you you could just you could just see in their hearts the anticipation because they knew they were hungry, but they knew that their Lord was just going to to give them a special touch. See that we we were talking, and we'll get to that. But after the crusade was over, the ministers went up to my room, and we sat and we talked until three o'clock in the morning. Now, when I say we talked, I mean you couldn't get a word in edgewise because all all six of us. We're talking as fast as we could talk practically the whole time. They were, we were almost floating in the chair. So excited. Our, our Maurice turned to me, looked me straight in the eyes. And he said, Stan, he says, I love you like a brother. He said, but I have never seen a crusade, a meeting, a conference. 
And I've been doing this a long time, 25, 30 years. I've never seen one this good, this professional. I've never seen the flow of the Holy Spirit, the power. I've never, ever, ever seen anything like that. And he says, and I have to say, I've seen the underbelly of Christianity. I've seen people doing things for money, things for the wrong. I've been mistreated. He said, but you and Leslie, your hearts are so pure before the Lord. He says, and it's not just you. He said, your praise and worship team, your band, your staff members, the purple shirts. He said, I am, and, and DeVore, his wife, kept in. He said, I, I, I just love it. I just love it. So, and he says, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to come back. And Massey said, you know, Stan, I've never, I've been, I've been around the globe talking all over. He said, I've never had anyone require me to fast three days to come and speak and minister. And he said, I knew that when you required that, I knew this was going to be something special. And he said, this by far is the best conference, crusade, meeting, whatever you want to call it, I have ever been a part of. There is nothing that even comes close. And he said, you count me in. Anything, Stan, you call, I will be there. He says, I am yours. I'm your brother in Christ. I'm your minister. He said, I, you call, brother. He says, I'm there. Whatever you need, Stan is number one in my book. See, there you <laughs> I mean, go. They went he, on and on and wow. on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you're, you're getting the staff together to handle what, what's Sports coming. stadiums. Yes. Yep. Well, it, that's another thing. Yes. Okay, now, I think, and, and I got the anointing, as I said this to you between the broadcasts, I said, I think that this has now got us a group of 380 people to pull from to help us with the next meeting as they grow bigger, going to sports stadiums. When you're in a sports stadium, you got 10, 20,000 people. You got to have everything from ushers, all kinds of people, They're ministers. You got to, and you got to have walkie talkies. And we got yes. 22 purple shirts with 17 walkie talkies. So, and that's another thing. Divorce says, I have never seen a uh, conference, a meeting, or anything, ever seen one so organized, so well. She says, I've never had anyone walk me to my room. I mean, you, your your purple shirts were there. If I needed coffee, if, if I needed water, they were there to, to, when I walked out of my room, there was one standing in my room to escort me to the meeting room. The meeting is over. They escorted me to my hotel room if I needed anything. I've ne- she said, I loved it. I've never seen such professionalism, such organization. I've never seen the spirit so powerful. I've never seen the changes in people's lives. She says, you know, most of the time it's fluff. And most of the time it's all about just soaking the people, getting their money. And they, they sprinkle a few flowers on them. She says, I'm talking these people got real ministry. They got real information. And and I, I know as I walked around, I had people constantly coming up to me. They'd walk up and just, it, it, it was it was it almost made me cry. I mean, all the time. And they'd walk over and they'd shake my hand. Brother, I've been following your ministry for five years, 10 years, 20 years. And I'm just, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for putting this together. It's changed my life. It's changed my wife's life. I mean, with tears in their eyes. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about that, maybe I should. (laughs) Yep, everybody got some healing. (laughs) 
Should I tell them about what happened to me? You do, because it was important for the audience to see that we weren't the only ones that God was touching. So, they're both smiling at me saying, go ahead. You, you have Should to. I tell them? You have to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, let me take a second. After Y2K, I felt like I failed the people. And then they turned their back on me. Um, we were in 80 radio stations, depositing 600000 a month. My airtime was about 300000 a month. I didn't know it at the time, but we were the number two prophecy in America, prophecy ministry, based upon actual airtime that you're purchasing. And after Y2K, all of a sudden it fell apart. March 20th of 2000 was the worst day of my life. I had to cancel 60 radio stations. We went from 80 stations to 20 stations because people walked away from our ministry. Now, later on, God spoke to my heart. And he said, they didn't walk away from you. They walked away from me. They walked away from my end-time plan to win souls. And he was not pleased, putting it lightly. He was not pleased. And I could, I could tell you more details about that. But he brought, he, he brought light judgment based upon their walking away. Through the years, I cannot tell you how many times that it has been hand-to-mouth, hand-to-mouth, and there was several times in there I almost quit because I thought, you know, I was making more money. <laughs> I was doing better before I got in the ministry and this. I don't have to put up with this. And so someplace in there, I'm just being open and honest, someplace in there I let my heart get hurt. I got an offense towards the church in America that... I felt like had abandoned me. They had stabbed me in the back. They, they had not been there for me. And I've been struggling with that. I've prayed about that. I've cried out about that. But I could not seem to pull that knife out of my heart or that knife out of my back that they had put into my back. So what happened was Saturday afternoon. That was the book signing. Now, we had... Maurice had his book and his table, and Missy had his books and his table, and Leslie had her books and her table, and I had my books and my table. And what happened was, as the people would come up, you know, he's supposed to sign the book. Why didn't he just sign the book? I signed it. I numbered each one sequentially and dated it. And I also wrote a little sentence or two. Some were just, you know, may the Lord bless you. But, but everyone was different. I mean, I literally closed my eyes for just a moment. And I asked the Lord, what do I say? Some were scriptures, but I said a little something. But that that's not the point. Every one of them stepped up and broke my heart. They stepped up and they said, Stan, we thank, thank you so much for your ministry. You know, I've been listening to you. And I'm, see, I have this thing. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think anybody's really listened to me. I mean, this is all just a game I guess I'm playing. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, maybe it's how I resist the rejection or something. I, maybe it's a wall I put I don't know, but I can't seem to get past the fact that no one's really listening to me. It's what I really believe. and Or maybe at least I did. Well, there was at least one guy that was listening. I came all the way from Abilene <laughs> to meet you on a Sunday morning because I was listening. Yeah. And... But see, all of those, seen. all of those, the little incidents here and there, and like you and other, they they all still couldn't pull that that knife out of my back. They couldn't get me to lower that wall. 
that let me believe someone really cared about me, cared about our ministry, that they were really... I'm just being honest, okay? Sure, sure, sure. And that's what happened, okay? So what happened is, because I numbered every one of the books, I know how many I signed that day. I signed 98 books. So it was, boom, it was like time after time. We had 98 people step up, some with tears in their eyes, some of them had to take pictures, some of them had to come over and, and hug me. But here's the thing. I had 98 people that wanted my signature. Me, little old me. Mm-hmm. The guy that no one is listening to. And and then I'm, you had to get up and talk. And, and You're it, exactly right. I say, <laughs> so so, so I'm, I'm normally not an emotional person, but they, it, like a walnut, got hit with a hammer. They cracked my heart. I didn't understand that they had cracked my heart. They had... What they did was they, it's hard to say. I'm trying to, I'm struggling trying to say. But they pulled a knife out of my back. They pulled the knife out of my back. They, they broke the wall. They broke my heart. That's what they did. They broke my heart. My, my heart was broken before them. So I didn't understand what was really going on. So uh, when, when, when finally, we signed up. I got the last book signed, and, and by that time, they came up and says, "Okay, you got to get up and you got to talk and you got to do this." So all of a sudden, I got done with that, and I walked up behind the microphone. I had the microphone, and I didn't understand that the knife had just been pulled out of my back. I didn't understand that my walnut heart had just had a hammer break the shell, and that my heart was broken and was healed. I didn't know I'd got a healing. Now I'm finding myself up in front of the group of people with a microphone, and I, I just I, I I I just I just broke I just broke and and Leslie said later, well you were just blubbering you weren't even talking. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even talking you weren't even talking you know you weren't even saying anything you were just blubbering and I said I said I I it's like I, I you know I shouldn't have been in front of everybody I should have been alone in my room or something, but I, I just, all of a sudden I had the mic and and everybody is sitting there looking at me, blubbering and crying all over the place, but uh, now looking back, I, I didn't know what had happened. All I knew is how I felt, and because I'm not a real emotional person, I'm normally very in control of my emotions, it, it well, it, frankly, it was embarrassing. I mean, but I could not stop it. I could not stop it. And so I just I kept trying to tell everybody that I just love them, and and I began to try to explain I, I, that I appreciated them so much. But now looking back, I can explain that my heart got a healing. But see, Hallelujah. it wasn't just mine. I mean, Maurice, I'll tell about, talk about him and Pastor Missy. We all, every the ministers, the purple shirts, the attendees, everybody, 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 yes. everybody got. They got their heart touched or broken or cracked or healed or everybody got a major, major touch like maybe never before in their life. Absolutely. And people come up to me, oh, yeah, well, I've been to this and such and that and so, and you know this guy, and, and they got these conferences, and I've been to them, but I never, <laughs> I never been to a conference like this before. I mean, everybody was supernaturally touched. I can't tell you how many people had tears in their eyes, and it was tears of joy. This was something special. It wasn't the sevenfold popcorn, people coming out of the wheelchairs, 
I believe that's coming. It is. This was getting mm-hmm. the ministers ready for that next phase of meeting where the popcorn people start popping out of the wheelchairs. This was getting a foundation in 380 people's hearts to be ready to serve in that time. See, maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh, through this this crusade, the angels have never seen such an anointing poured out legitimately yeah. in yeah. one yeah. spot. Yeah. Uh, I think that alone is extremely powerful, extremely powerful. There was such a concentration there. Like I said uh, before, I could just walk into the room after a, a lunch break and just feel the anointing, mm. and everything would just get heavy to me. I'd go and pray over stuff and then just have to sit down for a minute and regroup to, to be able to get up and walk around and go see how Pastor Massey's doing, things like that. But you had so many people at the book signing, uh, you couldn't finish. You had you ended up having to have two different two, well, actually times, three different books on three three yes and that was a total of ninety eight people mm, well it was ninety eight the first day fifty eight the second day I think like fifty four so you day. signed you signed at or around two hundred but books. I didn't just sign them I didn't just right. initial them no 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 I, mean, I, I wrote yes. the name I numbered them and I gave a sentence or two kind of a, a personal prophecy matter of fact one couple I should probably tell you about that. So just whatever come to me, I mean, I, most time I close my eyes, but I mean, I just pray, kind of sense the Lord. And so I wrote down there, and it was, I don't remember exactly, but it was something like, uh, you've been running from the Lord, he's already called you, you know it, it's time to stop and do as you're told. And then I signed it and handed it to him, and him and his wife are standing there, and they both looked at it, and their eyes instantly filled with tears. Mm-hmm. And they just were frozen. Mm-hmm. And... He says, I know, I know, I know. I've been running for a long time. I mean, and so then I just took their hands and I began to minister with them and prophesy to them. And uh, I mean, they had a life change right there. Mm-hmm. Right there, he was called into the ministry. Right there, he knew it. Hallelujah. He'd been running. Just boom, right there, just over signing his book. It was, I don't know if there will ever be another meeting like this. You, you've said on the radio, yeah. You've said on the radio several times. There's only going to be one meeting like this, and now, I mean, that's this that was just powerful. your heart, sure. Yeah. But uh, this, I, my goodness, I don't see how we could we could ever even beat this meeting, no matter what healings manifest in the Crusades from here on out. Uh, this this was amazing. That's exactly the point, right? What is a sevenfold miracle in God's eyes? Because I could see people jumping out of their seats, but the way that I saw people got completely delivered, the way that I saw people have a radical transformation and going from bondage to going to a minister in a matter of a couple of days, I asked people afterwards, I said, okay, if you had a choice, if you could either see some... Uh, some people get healed, you know, a couple of people... As in coming out of the wheelchair. Yeah, a a couple, you know, a couple of people like that. Or, if you could have had the radical change that you had, that God did in your life, think about that. What God did here this weekend, you tell me, which would you prefer? You make a choice. Tell me which is a greater miracle in your life. Well, And they, they hesitated, 
And they said, what God did here. Wow. Exactly. Hallelujah. How do we know that uh, the healing of someone's heart, the cracking yeah, of yeah. the walnut, is not, in his eyes, the most valuable sevenfold miracle there could ever be? And, and I'll give another example. For me personally, I went in there, and I really tried to make my heart right before I got there. And one of the times that Leslie got up and talked, God told me, uh, there's something you've got to deal with. Mm. And <clears throat> Okay, it's David's turn. <laughs> <laughs> for me personally, so, you know, a, a quick story for me. My dad had passed away about six months before that conference, and that was really difficult for me because I was so close to my dad. And my dad had made me to be the person that did a lot of the preparations and I was in control of the medical decisions. And to be there for the rest of my family, I really had to hold in my ability to mourn. Mm. And uh, that was really difficult. And so I, I thought to myself, you know what? W when this is all over, I'll mourn then. But right now, the right thing to do is to be there for my family and to get them through this. That's what I did. I mean, I fasted and God did miracles in hearts so that everything came together and my family was taken care of. But then I got home after all that and I couldn't mourn anymore. Mm. And I didn't know how to mourn. And I told my wife, I said, I know I should mourn, but I've gotten to the point now. I know I did the right thing, but I don't know how. Mm. And so for a long time, I said, I don't know. I feel like something's broken, but I have no idea how to fix it. Well, I had kind of forgotten about that, right? And so I go to this conference and Leslie gets up and she starts talking and God said something through her. And I knew immediately, you have to get this taken care of mm. to go to that next, whatever that next step is, whatever God has for you next in this conference. So I prayed to the Lord and I said, Lord, who do I go to to be ministered to to get this taken care of? And the Lord told me, you go to the person that revealed that to you. And so that's what I did. I sought out Leslie. I said, Leslie, I need you to pray for me. And she said, yeah, sure, no problem. And so that's what I did. I, I God provided a place where I could get prayed for by Leslie, and she prayed for me, and just in less than 30 seconds, it was done. Wow. That miracle wow. was taken care of, completely lifted, and God healed it, and I was able to move forward with the other things, like the you anointings. You know, you could have spent thousands of dollars at some shrink someplace and still not have been healed. And it was healed okay. completely. So let's take just a second tell them about the book. A couple of years ago, I began to, just as a project, thought I'd memorize the book of Revelation. And matter of fact, here's, you saw the book. I'm holding the book right now. You've seen this, too. And this is where I wrote out the book of Revelation. Yes, sir. So uh, you can verify I really did memorize it. And... What happened was I started getting revelations. I got 30 revelations and two visions. And he showed me that one word, the word first fruits, in Revelation links to the word in Leviticus 23. And it's a secret door. And that when you understand this secret door, all of the events, I'm talking about the seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials, can all be linked together in correct chronological order so that you can know that Jesus returned two more times, not one. That was a real op eye-opener for the people. Yeah. But, you know, I said, he returned two more times, and it was just like, what? 
Hmm? But then after I went through it, I said, you you see, I'm correct. And I said, yeah, but it's hard to understand. And then you can understand when the marriage supper takes place, when the bride of Christ is resurrected. You can understand the uh, on trumpets is when Jesus returns as the lion of the tribe of Judah. All those dead, everybody dead, reports to the great white throne on atonement. And the new Jerusalem comes down on tabernacles. And it's a perfect picture. And when you understand that, what people are saying is it begins to take the fear of the end times away. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, the remover that people use to try to remove the fear, the pre-trib, the mid-trib, or pre-wrath rapture, doesn't matter anymore. Is that maybe a way to say it? It doesn't make it because they now understand it. And the truth has taken the fear away. I would even say in the hearts of many people, it gives them more courage and confidence to face the, the trouble ahead. So the book is very, very important. One's for 20, don't do that. Five for 30, 10 for 55. One for 20, five for 30, 10 for 55. But the best deal is you can get a case price now, 60 books in a case for a gift of $250. 60, let me say it again, 60 books for a gift of $250 at prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com thank you for listening thank you for your prayers and thank you for those gifts of support God bless